listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. So it's just going to be a very full and extremely productive year. Strategic um, year. A strategic year. because We're, we're not doing, just running to run. Nope. We're doing more than we've ever done, and God promised us that we would. And he gave us that verse of scripture, Isaiah 40, 31, that those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And so if you're connected to this ministry, I'm telling you, it's going to be your story too. You're going to mount up with wings like eagles. You're going to run, not grow weary, walk, not faint. You'll accomplish more in one year than you have in multiple years combined. We're renewing our strength by the power of God. And so the encouragement to you is to press, to press into dedication and consecration like you never have. Press into the kingdom. Don't lay back and think it's going to just automatically happen. Mm -hmm. Don't just coast. Don't put life into cruise control. Big mistake. Don't put life into cruise control. Press in to the anointing and watch what God will do. And that's why uh, today uh, we had you turn to Luke chapter 18. We're going to be talking about this uh, concept of um, persist until you possess. Persist until you possess. It's extremely important. And um, in Luke 18, of course, you know, Jesus tells the parable, I'll have Carolyn read it in a minute, of the persistent widow. And one of the things that uh, interests me as you look through the Bible is God's looking for people who refuse to give up. He's looking for people that refuse to give up. And if that can be your mindset, if you can put yourself in a place where you will not give up, you know, and, and here's the thing, and we may, may touch on it today. Pastor Mike uh, released a book on this and talks about it. Uh, discouragement is something that the devil uses to get people to give up discourages you to the place where you feel like throwing in the towel. But that's why you have to learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. And that when you do that, it will actually prevent you from quitting. It'll prevent you from losing out on what God has planned for your life. So it's a powerful concept. But we're talking about the power of persistence until you possess. And of course, we're going to start in Luke 18. Hope you're there. And... Um, you have uh, the New Living Translation open. I have the, the English Standard Version. But um, would you start by just reading that uh, yeah. parable? Uh, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to illustrate their need for constant prayer and to show them that they must never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who was a godless man with great contempt for everyone. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly appealing for justice against someone who had harmed her. The judge ignored her for a while, but eventually she wore him out. I fear neither God nor man, he said to himself, but this woman is driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this evil judge. 
Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who plead with him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when I, the son of man, return, how many will I find who have faith? And I love that because look at the, um, look at how the parable uh, finishes and Jesus asked the question because what he's doing is he's showing this picture of the woman and saying, here is an example of what faith looks like asking until you receive. And that's why he's comparing this woman. He said, obviously uses, love you, pastor Terry, uh, uses the example of an unjust judge or an unrighteous judge and says, look, even he had to give her what she was asking for. Well, God's not unjust and God's not unrighteous. God, as I, I, I taught last night, first Peter chapter three and verse 12, his ears are open to the prayers of the righteous. But understand this, that Jesus said, when I come, will I find faith on the earth? Well, what is the faith he's referring to in this context? The woman who approaches and asks and asks and asks until she receives what is hers. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to like throw in the towel. I'm going to have what God said is mine. I'm going to receive the promises that are mine. <laughs> I laugh when I read this story because I always think, you know, women are titled as naggers. <laughs> but if we just took that fleshly side of the, you know, what we do with people or what we try to do to our husbands or what we try to do with our friends and take it and switch it into from the natural to the supernatural and actually nag what's going to make a difference. We can take that strength and keep persisting because I, I touched on this all last week where it was ask, ask. That was like my main word that I talked about last week. Ask, be specific, ask. It says knock, keep knocking, keep knocking some more, right. keep knocking. You know, and so there's so many places throughout the Bible where people are uh, pushing through to what they want to get. You got to have that bulldog grip and not and like keep your blinders on and not let the things and cares of what's going on around you to determine if you're going to be somebody who keeps persisting or somebody who's just going to be like okay with the no you got to be not okay with a no answer not yeah. hearing not not getting getting what you want there's times where you got to press in for years there's times where you got to press in for hours, but you never stop letting go of wanting to get the answer that you have a desire from. Now, there is a key to that. You have to ask based on the word of God. You ask on his will. You ask what's in the Bible. And so he can answer. If you're asking for things that are not part of what, you know, God's giving to you, then you're just, it's going to return void because you're not asking according to his will. And so you have to keep that uh, persistence like we do with everything else. We're persistent to do good at our job. We're persistent to, you know, make sure we have this for our family. We'll work hard so our children, you know, won't be without. Now, if we can take that 
and the same way that you are in the natural, turn it into the supernatural realm, we're gonna start seeing our, our prayers answered and quickly. A lot of times throughout the Bible, it's mentioned quickly. We can change the timeline. Faith changes the timeline of your answer. Faith changes that timeline of your answer. Put it in the comments section, faith changes the timeline. In fact, she's talking about throughout the Bible, it's quickly. Every time you see Jesus move, it was quickly. There were no times. I mean, look at the ministry of Jesus. There were no times he made people wait for years. There weren't, there weren't any instances of that. There were no instances he made people wait for months. None, not one. Now, there were people that had had problems for years. Like for example, the woman in Luke 13, that for 18 years that she'd had that problem. And he said, it's not right that she's been dealing with this. The woman in Mark five, that she had a, a, a problem. And the Bible says that she had uh, an issue of blood for years, 12 years in this case. So it's not that she had been petitioning Jesus for 12 years. She right. had already had the problem for 12 years. Yeah. It said and, she did everything right, else. Everything else. Everything else. Spent all her money on doctors and nurses, the Bible says, and got nothing better, but only grew worse. So it's not like she was praying and fasting for 12 years. That's not the story. God doesn't say no to his children. In fact, as I taught last night, the promises of God are yes and amen in him, in Christ. Amen. So, yeah. Meaning so be it. Period. It's done. Yeah, like the whole so be it. Foolishness that that guy was said last week. <laughs> yeah, not a woman. And so, um, but it's true. God doesn't say no. His ears are open to the righteous. He hears their prayers. The promises of God are yes and amen. Uh, we're not showing you that, well, you know, this woman in Luke 13, she battled 13 years while she was petitioning the Lord. No. The moment Jesus became aware of it, he made her whole. Mark chapter. Uh, five, where we're, we're getting ready to go in a moment, uh, you see this woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. But the moment, notice, after she'd done everything in the natural, she petitions the supernatural. And she said in her heart, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. In that encounter, she was made whole. God doesn't want you to wait for years to get what he has planned for your life. Doesn't want you to wait for years. I mean, Think about it um, from the perspective of a natural father. I'm looking at my kids in the studio. I've got three, my three children in the studio, my, my son and two daughters. And can, I, can you imagine me as a loving father looking at my daughter and uh, seeing that maybe, you know, that she was attacked with something or maybe she was good dealing with something uh, financially or even when my two daughters, uh, the devil attacked their bodies and they were in the hospital. What loving father says, you know what? I really believe we're learning something through this. I would like them to spec spend the next three years in the hospital uh, to really get what, what it is that they're, they're going through here and really understand it and you know get the fullness of it so they appreciate God's goodness when he brings them out. No, no loving father. One day was too long for me in the hospital. One day is too long. And see, the Bible says Jesus shows us that the nature of God in Matthew 7, he's a loving heavenly father who knows how to give good gifts to those that ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him. Not to those that he loves, to those that ask him. There are people that God loves and love him. He loves them, they love him. But for some reason or another, as I dealt with in other broadcasts, they don't ask him, they don't petition him. Whether they feel unworthy to ask, 
They don't have the faith. They don't know they could ask because of bad teaching. And so they don't ask, but the Bible says in James 4, 2, you don't have because you don't ask. And so that's what we're teaching today. Persistent asking. I'm going to say it till I have it. But I mean, it's like being a parent when they keep asking you Mm -hmm. for something and you're like, "Mm." and then, you know, you're doing something, you're not really listening and they keep asking again. Yep. I have the best kids for that job. They will stay seated wherever they are and holler that they need something over and over again. But, you know, as much as sometimes you're like, "Mm, what do I do? I love them so much. I'll stop what I'm doing and go and help them. Go and get them their ice cream that they're hollering for over and over and over again. And little kids, that's why it says childlike faith. That's all that, that's all that's within them. They just know, let me ask my parents and they will provide for me. Let me ask Mm -hmm. and let me get an answer. So that's how we have to get back to our inner childlike faith and not let the circumstances around you cloud up your asking. Like he said, make you feel unworthy. Maybe you feel like you've done stuff in the past and you can't go before the Lord and ask. And people feel like that. When you ask for forgiveness, it's cast into the sea of, 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 of forgetfulness. He no, remember, he no longer is thinking about it. He's done. Right. It's just our natural minds yeah. that got to let it go. Yeah. So when you go before him, he's not looking at you with any like, she's unworthy, she's dirty, no. he's, he can't, he's shameful, he's shameful. No, we go before him and he Imperfection. is a, I mean, like, I love my kids and I have a hard time saying no to them because they're so well behaved and so good. But look, look how I want to do so much for my children yep. and our heavenly father wants to do so much for you. That's it. And so it's like that. Go back to the childlike faith where you just at, like, they're not even paying attention that they're asking. Right. It like just flows out of their mouth to repeatedly say, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing stuff. Mom, can I have a snack? Mom, snack. Right. Mom, can I have a snack, please? It's like, they're they're not, they're like subconsciously asking over and over again. And then I go and I help them out. So we have to be like that with our heavenly father. And what we, he has things that he needs us to do. And he has things that he needs you to do quickly. Mm -hmm. And we can't spend all these years waiting on an answer. We need to get our faith to new levels. And that's one of the key things that we're talking about during these 21 days of fasting is our dedication pushing us. Like there was a a post we posted today. Every day we're posting something from the fasting book that Ted wrote. And it was, it doesn't change God's power when you fast. He can't do, his power is not blown up to a higher level. Right. It's not changing him. Our dedication is giving us the ability to rise higher and operate in the supernatural with God's power. That's right. With God's power. He said, Jesus said when when he was leaving, greater works you shall do when I go to be with my father. Well, what great works are we doing without supernatural power? That's right. Yeah. There is There is no, there is no, in fact, one of the things I wrote in the book is that if we could duplicate Christ's yes, works, I love that and if point. we could duplicate uh, his fruitfulness without his dedication, 
then we would be greater than Jesus. Imagine that. If, it did, if, if he had to pray, if he had to fast, if he had to study, if he had to consecrate in order to do the supernatural things that he did, if we didn't have to pray, if we didn't have to fast, if we didn't have to study, if we didn't have to consecrate but could still do the works, that would mean we're greater than him and we're not. In fact, the Bible says the servant is not greater than the master. But it is good for the servant to be like the master or the disciple to be like the master. So we're to emulate the master. And and that's why even Paul, the apostle, wrote to the churches and said in multiple letters, multiple times, imitate me as I imitate Christ. It was good for them to have an example on the earth of somebody they could follow and emulate. That's true discipleship. Discipleship is learning the disciplines Mm -hmm. of the one you're following. That's the, I mean, that's break it down. Discipleship is emulating and learning the disciplines of the one you're following. You know, I use the example in the book of, uh, you know, everybody knows the name Bruce Lee and everybody knows the great martial artist and television star and movie star, Bruce Lee. But uh, fewer people know the name Ip. But if you, if you, now there's movies out about him, but Master Ip, uh, Ip Man was the master of Bruce Lee in China. He was Bruce Lee's master and his teacher that and guy mentor. in the movie? Yeah. He trained Bruce Lee? Yeah. Later in his life. And, and uh, he was um, really a, a master of the Wing Chun form or style of Kung Fu in China. And, uh, and so Bruce Lee came to him later in life when he was an older man and he trained him and then he continued on in that discipline. But you know, Master Ip was like an extremely talented martial artist who people could not defeat. I mean, he just couldn't defeat him. He was, uh, uh, but see the thing is, Bruce Lee, everybody looked at him and said, man, he's, he's amazing. Look at this guy. I mean, they look at, we still watch videos of the one inch punch. We look at his speed, we look at his disciplines and we think, wow. And we, what do you think, he got there by himself? No, he had a master. He went to a one-inch punch. He had a. And have you ever watched that video? It's amazing. I feel like I have, but I he would. He holds like, his I would like fist to do it. one inch away from I someone's know. chest. That's great because then they'll never like they won't they they like cannot really blame it on you. Like it could yeah. be in a crowd of people, yeah, and all of a the sudden they punch, just fall over and, flies, and then flies away from you. I don't but, know who did that. I mean, he, didn't, he didn't get there by himself. He had a master. He had a master, and uh, I, I found it interesting because I was studying Ip's life. And he said, even when he was a younger man, he thought he was the man. He was full of pride. And he went over to his friend's house. He said, there's a, there's a martial artist uh, that's staying uh, with us at, at my father's house. Would you like to come meet him? He said, yeah, I'll come meet him. But he was so full of pride that as soon as they sat down and ate dinner together, as soon as the dinner was over, Master Ip, who, who was still a teenager, challenged this guy to a duel to fight him. And the guy reluctantly agreed. And then easily and quickly beat Ip. <laughs> I mean, just like defeated him quickly. And he said he was so dejected that he left and, and wouldn't even admit that he knew Kung Fu. And then he came back and it was revealed to him. Now think about this because you don't understand how did this guy so easily beat me? It was revealed to him that the guy who beat him was Ip's master's master. 
He was the guy that taught the guy that taught Master Ip, even when he was a teenager. And he realized this guy is above even my master. And then he continued to get in humility and study, take on the disciplines of his master and this man, and became one of the greatest martial artists in China and in the world. And then, of course, trained other people who went on to fame. But what, well, how did he get there? Impartation. By the disciplines right. of his master. And that's what discipleship is. That's exactly what discipleship is. You want to be as great as Jesus? The works that I do, you shall do also. People read that. Now, catch this. People read that verse, John 14, 12, and they say, oh yeah, the works that I do. And in context, Jesus is talking about his miraculous works. But what if, and we know this is Jesus' desire, we also have to do the works that he did in consecration. The things he worked. The works in dedication. Part, you know what part of Jesus' works were? His prayer life. I was just going to say. His fasting life. How do people think they're opening the door to all these miracles in their life and the only thing they pray for is maybe their dinner at night. Right. <laughs> I mean, look at his look at his actual works. He was a man that prayed I through the night. I don't know why God's not answering for my prayers. This is a man who you have to emulate his works if you want his fruit if you want to see his fruitfulness in your life. That's what discipleship truly is. That's why and, and Jesus disciples recognized this and said, "Now, let me let me say something cool." They were around him all day long. They, they heard every message he preached. They saw how he studied. They saw how he lived, all that. Don't you think it's interesting that the only thing they said to Jesus in this vein, they never said, Lord, teach us how to fast. Disciples never said that. They never said, Lord, teach us how to study. Never said that. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray. That's what they said. You know why? Because they watched him. They watched his life. And apparently, they came to the conclusion that the reason Jesus can do what he does is because of the way he prays. It's because of the way he prays. So what did they say? They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And apparently, they hadn't quite got it yet because... Right before he went to the cross and they were in the garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says he, tr- he took them out there to pray like he prays. They all fell asleep. And so you got to do the works, not just his works of power, his works of fruitfulness, but the works of dedication persist until you possess. You know what this woman in Mark five said? And then of course I'll have you talk about Hannah, but this work in Mark, this woman in Mark five, she said, I, if I can just touch the hem. Do you guys understand this? You need women. <laughs> We're talking about That's three women. That's the point women. of this three women. broadcast. You need us women, okay? <laughs> just, just putting that out there. And she, you know what's, what was interesting to me is that she had to press, the Bible says. She had to press. Literally. Had to both, press. Both. It wasn't going to be easy. Think about this. It was not going to be easy for her to get to Jesus. First of all, she had an issue of blood. She had internal bleeding, hemorrhaging, whatever you want to call it. Hemorrhaging blood, which causes you to lose strength. You lose strength when you're losing blood. And now there's a crowd, always was a crowd, thronging Jesus. And she has to literally press through the crowd in the middle of the hot Middle Eastern climate, 
She probably shouldn't even have been out during those times bleeding like that and stuff. And she goes toward him. But it wasn't some easy thing. He didn't make a house call. In fact, he didn't even know she was there. And she pressed and pressed and pressed until she got close enough to touch. The only thing he noticed was her faith. Not her face. Not what she was doing. Not some lady looking disheveled over trying to get past somebody. That none In of that. In fact, he didn't even know she was there yeah. until he felt right. his anointing no, go no, out. None of it. None of it happened. It ha- all was her faith yep. that brought the attention where he stopped immediately because yep. he could feel her connection to him. Faith is like that connection when you get that. That faith where it's like, uh, this is it. This is plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. There's no other plan. It is faith. And that connected, they're, they're made a connection, a line from her to, to Jesus for him to stop and be like, excuse me, I just felt something leave my body. Power. <laughs> Who did that? Who did that? Don't you want to be the person where God is saying, Who just did that? Who did that? Who is calling on my name? Who is knocking and keeps knocking? Who is lining up their confessions with, with my word? Who is it? Who is it? You know, (laughs) you're known by your name. You're known by your name, not only with the enemy, you're known by your name in the kingdom of God. He is going to know who he can use, who he's going to answer quickly. He knows. Be the person where your name is known. It says in the Bible that your that your name will be known with God and man. Be known in both worlds. Have favor with man and with God. Have your name known in both. So he can your faith can attach with him and have your prayers answered quickly. That's exactly right. Uh, Janine saying that most likely she was anemic. Actually, look at this, Janine, because in Mark 5, the Bible actually says here's the ESV. The Bible said, and she had a discharge of blood, a discharge of blood for 12 years. One of the things that's very interesting, because this, this stirred me up. I was watching, as, as I was going through uh, our Bible reading, we're reading the Bible in 90 days, I was going through Leviticus. And one of the things that really stood out to me in Leviticus, as the Lord is giving his people um, structure for how to know if you're clean or unclean, what to do if you're unclean. You know, it goes through the book of Leviticus talks about, you know, um, if the, if the women it's at that month of the, the part of the month during the menstrual cycle, they're unclean. Everyone that touches them is unclean. Anything they sit on is unclean. And, and all of that has to be done by God's place. But I, I went further and something that I had really never picked up on about this story. And I thought, I felt it was revelatory to me was that the book of Leviticus says that any part, any person, whether it's a man or a woman, if you have a discharge of bodily fluids of any kind, the Bible said, a discharge of bodily fluids, you are to be proclaimed unclean. Think about that. Sometimes you were unclean until the evening. Sometimes you were unclean for seven days. It it, it was dependent on what type of a discharge it was. But that made me think, That if this woman had been dealing with a discharge of blood for 12 years, could she have been unclean 
in the sight of God or in the sight of the society for 12 straight years, she's having to deal with the fact I'm unclean. I'm unclean. I'm, and it was constant. And that becomes a mindset. Right. And steals I mean, th your ability th to Think about that. Press it in. wasn't just during her uh, monthly menstrual cycle. It was all the time because of the discharge of blood. It was this problem. And you're unclean for 12 straight years? Hmm. Think about that. Think about that because it was something that you had to do then. Go back and read through Leviticus. Now you are required to do something to be clean again. And, and it used to, you know, it wasn't as, um, you know, I think of it this way, because obviously you have those things that are normal that go on, um, you know, the monthly time for women, whether it was a man having sex with his wife, whatever those things were, it was, you know, now and again, but there was something that was constantly, constantly happening every single day every day for 12 years puts you out. I mean, like this miracle is more important than anybody realizes. Anybody realizes because it's not just her getting a miracle. It's not just, and again, Candy said, yes, she spent her life savings. It's not just her now not having to pay any more money for medical help. It's now she can enter back into society with God's people not being unclean anymore. Imagine the frustration of being constantly unclean, constantly a cast, a castaway from society, yeah. an outcast, a misfit, because you, oh, here she comes. She's always unclean. And then, and then think about this. Nobody wanted to touch her because the Levitical law said, if you touch somebody unclean, you're unclean. Nobody wants the hassle of having to go through all the stuff to be clean again. So instead, better not just, just not touch you. Yeah, it messes not, with your psyche. Not get close to you. All those years to hear that, to see that, to experience. Then you start making room for other, you know, well, I, I'm just not gonna have any friends. And then, I, you know, I'm just not gonna go out in public because it's too much of a humiliation or, you know, things like that. And it completely changes who you are and your demeanor. Scroll up. That's something I haven't even studied out, but Marilyn wrote, Marius, as the, the leader of the synagogue, could have her stoned for being out in public. But that's what I was saying. I had seen something like that where you weren't even supposed to well, be no, going what, out in what public is you like got, that. You got kind of like isolated. Right. You got, you got put on, on the outside or almost like quarantined. Right. If you read through Leviticus. So it affected every part of her. Here's, here's a woman that it, it didn't just affect her body. It affected her mind. Didn't just affect her mind, affected her financially. All of the areas of her life. This miracle was so big because, it, it, as, as AJ said a moment ago, she got her whole life back. In a moment. She got her whole life back because she was willing to persist until she possessed. She was not satisfied anymore living the way that she lived. And you've got to get to the place where you are totally dissatisfied with the mundane how your life is currently how your life because here's what the dude and it, whether it's going good or bad it should never stay the same you know some people could watch this and say my life is a total wreck i want what they're talking about or they could watch this and say my life is going great and what they're saying doesn't pertain to me but that's not the truth 
it pertains to everybody, whether your life is going really, really well or really, really bad. The word of God pertains to both situations. And the word of God, though, it wants you to go higher. You shouldn't be, I love, I never forget what your grandfather said, said satisfied with the dissatisfied satisfaction. That's right. Thank you, Lord, for where we are today. But I'm not going to get stagnant and the goodness of what you have for me because you have even better for me than, than what I think is really awesome right now. So Lord, how do I get to the greater? How can I press? Tell me what I can do. And that's what you know we're doing now in the 21 days and you need to continue it throughout the year. This should not be the only time you're I agree. fasting and praying. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll do it. I said last week, sometimes we'll take three days. Sometimes we feel to do it a week before a meeting. Sometimes you do another 21 days in, in the fall. But this isn't the only time right. that we're dedicating ourselves. But this should be the starting point of the year that leads us into the rest of it. Absolutely right. I mean, when you go back and look at, at, at the history of the Christian church, it's very interesting to me that, you know, for anybody that wants to say, well, fasting's not that big of a deal, well, if you don't think fasting is that big of a deal you say, well, you know, Paul never commanded the churches to fast. That's probably because they were already fasting because we have documents from the apostles that were not biblical documents. It's called the Didache um, that tell us specifically that Christians were fasting for two days every week, every week, Christians fasted two days for 300 years till people started falling away and not doing what uh, Jesus expected of them, but they did it faithfully. So here's the question. If, if you don't think the early church thought fasting was that important and they didn't look at what Jesus said, you know, when I'm gone, my disciples will fast. If they didn't think it was that important, how do you explain the fact that the body of Christ at large fasted for two days every single week. And it wasn't two back-to-back -back days, like, you know, morning to night, morning to night. It was literally two separate 24-hour days. Two separate 24-hour days. If they didn't think Jesus, what he said was that important, they would have never had that kind of dedication. Because let me tell you something, your flesh doesn't want to fast and pray. I think everybody knows that by day 12. Your flesh doesn't want to do it. So the fact that they consecrated like that is a, is, is a proof, is a proof that they not only understood Jesus' heart and desire for the church, but that they understood how to press in and get what God had for them. That's why we do this. And I agree with Carolyn. You, you, we should, this shouldn't be the only time we fast. You know, when we were at DCC, uh, and they still do this, Pastor Terry Shuttlesworth, where I was an associate, uh, we would fast three days every month, every month. We'd have prayer and fasting services for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, once a month. Well, if you think about that, that's literally giving God a tithe of your year in prayer, 36 days out of 365 every year. That's a tithe of your year yeah. in dedication to the Lord. Shouldn't be the only time you fast. You know, I, I was saying in the book, and this kind of makes me laugh, and people wrote me laughing in my DMs because I was like, you know, the Bible doesn't actually tell us or give us any commands about how long we should fast. It shows us in narrative how long other people fasted, but there's no command for how long we're supposed to fast. 
But I said, one thing you can't choose as a length is zero days. <laughs> you can't choose not to fast. That's not a length you can choose because Jesus said his followers would fast when he was gone. Well, if you're his follower, then you'll do what he said and you will fast. So you can't choose no days, but you have to choose some days and you have to be just like prayer. You know, we're not commanded to pray for any length of time. You know, of course we have the, uh, the command in the Bible, never cease praying, but that doesn't mean never stop praying. It means always be in an attitude of prayer. But we look at, look at Jesus, what he did. We can look at what the early church did. But what you can't do is say, well, I just choose not to pray. You can't choose not to pray. You can't choose not to fast. You can't choose not to give. You can't choose not to study the word. These things are expected of God's followers. And so consecration has to be built in. But when we talk about persistence, see here, and I want to get in this before you talk about Hannah. But one of the things that will change your life forever, I mean, look at all the testimonies that are coming in from fasting already. We're only halfway through. And this is just the first 12, 13 days of the year. Imagine what God's going to do throughout the year. We haven't even got into this yet. But one of the things I want you to see is this consistent faithfulness. I want you to write that in the comments today. Consistent faithfulness. Write that in the comments. Huge. This is huge. Consistent faithfulness. Because as with anything else, with anything else, little bursts once a year aren't going to change anything. You can eat healthy for 12 days at the beginning of the year and then break your resolution and go back to how you always lived. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. You can work. You can go to the gym for the first 12 days of the year, lift weights and run, but then quit. And it won't mean anything. It's consistent faithfulness that brings you into change. Consistent faithfulness brings you into change. Consistent faithfulness. That's why, as one preacher said, show me someone's habits, I'll tell you their future. Show me their habits, I'll tell you their future. You know, people act like the devil, there's got a generational curse on their family. No, look at your habits. <laughs> look what you do. Look how you eat. Look how you spend your money. Look how you live. And don't say, don't blame it on the devil. Show me a man's habits, I'll, I'll tell you their future. It's about consistent faithfulness. Examine yourself for a little bit. Everyone does these goals, like you mentioned at the beginning of the year. Working out, I'm gonna get a gym membership. I'm gonna do this differently. I'm gonna do this. They make all these to-do lists. Make a fasting, make a fasting goal. Some of you watching this is like, eh, it's not for me. Or, you know, you have to do, when you step into obeying a command, you can't do anything but receive the blessings of God. So you're gonna, you gotta get to a point where you say, listen, I'm taking my Christianity, my Christian walk with the Lord to new levels because there's only production when there isn't, is stagnancy a word? Stagnant? Yeah. It's let's, not a word. It is a word. Is. I'm, I don't. Let's <laughs> say it is where there isn't stagnancy. <laughs> Somebody well, Google it. I'm just saying like, you know, like I said, there comes a point where, yeah, it's, it's good right now, 
but it's going to start to stink. It's going to start to sink. So you've got to see, just reminded me of the story with the woman of issue of blood. She was stinky and the situation stunk for a long time. And she had to press and be persistent and get what she wanted. And when I was thinking this morning of another story, I started thinking of Hannah over in first Samuel because I was like, you know what? She really wanted a kid. She really wanted a son. She was being mocked because she was not getting what she wanted. She had people saying she was praying. It said right there, I um, I am a woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. I asked the Lord to give me this child. And I'll finish reading it in a second. But she was believing God for a miracle. How many of you watching are believing God for a miracle? Whether it be a baby, whether it be healing, whether it be uh, relationships that need to be uh, fixed, marriages, uh, could even be friendships, a miracle on, with your job, provision in your life. What is it that you need a miracle for? She stood there. She had that other, that other chick. What's her name? Hophni or whatever. What was the other, what was his other wife, other wife name? Um, oh, Pen, 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 Penina. How do you say it? Pen, I can't Pen, stand the names from the Old Testament. Penina. 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 She mocked Hannah and made fun of her and was not going to, you know, let it go. And Hannah had to look past that and believe like, listen, Lord, regardless of what she's saying around me, regardless of the mocking, you know, there's things that you're believing for. You don't need to tell everybody. You don't need to run your mouth to everybody and not everyone's going to understand. Not everybody's on the same level of faith as you are to bring you, bring you higher. They'll That's bring right. you lower and you won't see your miracle. They'll talk you right out of what you're being persistent about. So you have the, she's got this, this, this girl over here mocking her for years. Put it in her face. I have a baby. You don't. <laughs> You know, that's got to do something to you when it's a cry to the Lord. So she kept knocking. God, I want a son. Lord, Lord, you honor my prayer. You answer my prayer request. I'm dedicating what I get to you. And that's what you have to tell the Lord. Lord, what you're about to give me, what you're about to provide for me. I'm going to dedicate my life to you. I'm going to dedicate what you're having, what, what you're getting ready to open the windows of heaven for me and pour out in my life. What you bring me to new levels with, I will continue to dedicate mm -hmm. my life to you like we're doing now. Dedication, dedication. The Lord looks for those. He's looking around, wondering who he can use, who's dedicated to his word. Yeah. Who can who can he look for and say quickly my word's going to come to fat, uh, come to come quickly uh, to pass. Who 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 can I look for? Who can I see as I'm looking over this world? And so we have to be like these women in the Bible, whether you're a man, we're not changing your gender here. But they're just showing you that there's something within us that when we want something, we're standing strong. And so it said right here, now he has given my request. And, and, and after I stood for years, he has given me my request. And she named him Samuel. 
And, and that stands for, I ask the Lord for him. What is it you're believing for? What is it you're asking for? What is it you're pressing in for in these 21 days of prayer and fasting? Like I said at the beginning, the faith, because it's not about how many times you repeat it to the Lord. You, he he didn't not hear you the first time, but when you say it again and again, you say it with faith. It's not about how many times. It's not like, oh, well, Sarah said it 10 times, so I'm going to move over to her. Uh, Emily only said it five. It's who kept asking with faith? Who kept asking me with faith? Not the number of asks, but who asked with faith attached to it. That's exactly right. And so the key being this, when we press, and that's what we're talking about today. When we press, the faith is in the press. You know, people will quit because they've given up on their faith. People will get discouraged and allow that to cause them to give up. That means they've given up on their faith. They only would give up because they've stopped believing. They've stopped believing. We don't stop. We don't stop pressing until we hold what the Bible said is ours, what God said is ours. I'm not stopping. If you think I'm stopping here, I ain't stopping. Thank God for the increase. He doubled us and more in 2020. But do you know, it blows my mind. I was telling Carolyn, although that the Lord doubled us in more and more and more double in a quarter in 2020. We've already in the first, what I think, what are we 12 days into the year, 13 days in the year, we've already seen a 15% increase in the ministry in just first 13 days. That's not even, we haven't even finished this day yet. And so I'm just telling you, this is going to be a year that's going to blow your mind. It's going to be a year that you're going to rise up, that you're going to see increase. I'm encouraging you now. Don't stop. Don't come off your fast. Don't go, don't quit. Press in. Maybe you've had a say, well, my flesh took over and I couldn't help myself. Anyway. Jump back on. Don't say it's canceled. Don't say, well, I'll, I'll try again next year. Jump back on today. Yeah. Get back into faith. Get back onto prayer. Get back into the anointing and watch what God is about to do in you. It's going to be so supernatural. It's going to blow your mind. And so I'm encouraging you today. You've got to press. You've got to press in. You know what? Set your prayer goals. Write your prayer requests out and press on those things every day. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray the things that God's given you to pray. Pray uh, about your business going forward, your ministry going forward, your family being blessed. God keeping sickness from your midst, keeping calamity from your house. Press and pray and say, Lord, I don't care what this world looks like. I don't care what the culture looks like. Don't care what the government looks like. I don't care. I'm pressing. You have to get the mindset that the world gives you of, I have arrived. Yeah. They do that on the shows. Like you get, you win money and you get to this big house and everyone's like, I've arrived. Or, you know, you get your first big promotion at work and you're able to go get a dream car that you ever wanted and you sit in it and you're like, I've arrived. But... <laughs> You've never arrived. <laughs> the, your face is real cute when you looked at me. Sorry, I haven't seen him for uh, like a week. <laughs> Had to pet him. Um, but you have to get this in your mindset as a kingdom dweller, as someone who lives as part of the kingdom of God, is you never arrive. 
until you get to heaven. You never arrive on this earth. There's always greater. There's always more that you can be doing. There's always more that you can be receiving. And so you never arrive. You have to change that mindset. Doesn't mean you're not going to get to the goodness of God. That doesn't mean you've arrived. Uh, when he's talking about pressing in to possessing, and I thought to myself, when you, when you start thinking, I've arrived, and you're good with where you're at, your increase, the kingdom of God's all about increase, actually comes to an end. Because if you feel like you've arrived, what happens? You stop pressing. I don't mean to match all the P's, it just happened. You stop possessing and you stop your productivity. That's right. Because your productivity pushes you to go to higher levels. So the kingdom, like I said, the kingdom of God is all about increase. Increase in your faith, increase in your miracles, increase in your power, increase in your wisdom, increase in your ability to carry out the will of God, the plans he has for you. And so when you stop that pressing to possess something, that's when everything stops around you and you never want to get to that feeling. You never want to feel like you're not, I, I know I want everything that God has for us and our life. That's right. And like I, like you said, I don't even, what was the percentage of how much we increased last year? Like 123%. Yeah, 123%. To a lot of people, they'd say, all right, we're good. Let's cruise control for a little bit. We got this. I mean, after all, we did increase 123% since this time last year. We're good for a little bit. No, the things that God has us believing for <laughs> far, far exceed what he had us believing for last year. That's and right. what we were believing for last year felt really big. That's true. Felt really big. This year, it's stretching me. That's right. Not because I don't have faith for it, but you can feel a stretching as you move to the next level. Mm -hmm. And that is what we're doing during these 21 days of prayer and fasting. Absolutely. You need to feel stretched. If you feel nothing, your faith isn't operating because yeah. you feel faith. Right. You will feel your faith in operation. Absolutely. And if you feel nothing right now, you're not in operation of your faith. That's right. We're going to pray in just a moment because I'm believing God that as we are in the middle of this fast and as we, before we, I said this last night, before we end this month, we're saying, Lord, don't let us end this month without being in position for promotion. In Jesus' name. Don't let us end this month without being in position for promotion. And then this is the key. We're making up in our spirit. I will until I get it. I don't, I don't care. I honestly do not care. I don't care if people mock me for it. I don't care if people are, you know, whatever. I'm pressing till that thing is in my hand and I'm praising God for it until it gets here. I'm going to pray and I'm going to praise till it's in my hand. So I'm going to have Carolyn pray for you today. And we're believing God. Now, I know you've got prayer requests. You're believing for things to take place. This is our year of not only momentum, but answered prayer and breakthroughs. We're going to see it happen. We're going to see it happen. God's going to get all the glory because it's going to be so insane and so intense when it happens that people will have to stop and literally look. And as I've been preaching, be able to tell from afar off, from far away, they'll be able to say, man, that is different. Something supernatural happen. That's exactly what it's going to be. They won't have to study you to find it. They'll be able to clearly see it 
by the power of God. So set your faith and believe God for miracles. And let's pray and believe God for that breakthrough. Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every person watching on the broadcast today also listening to the replay. Thank you, Lord, that you give us yes. a bulldog tenacity to press in and possess what you have for each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord. We will not let go until we get what we're asking for. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, that you're increasing our lives, you're increasing our relationships, Jesus. you're increasing our faith, you're increasing uh, the healing that's flowing through our body, oh, that we yeah. walk in divine healing. Father God, I pray for each and every person that's watching today that wrote in a request asking the Lord to touch their body or someone they know. Yes, Jesus. I command the healing power of God to flow through this screen right now and to touch their body. I rebuke the enemy for he has no power and we hold it all. And for the word of God says that Jesus went around doing good in Acts 10, 38 and healing all. He wants everyone, every child of God to walk into the healing power of God so we can do great things for him. So Father God, I command healing now. Every blood vessel uh, work the way it's supposed to work. Every organ function the way it's supposed to organ. If people are battling bad eyesight, I command their retinas to be clear, to, to work the way you've created them to work. Father God, you are Thank not you. without body parts in heaven. You are our creator and you created the ones we have and we're asking you, Lord, for creative yes. miracles, for people who are believing for their body to be restored, Jesus. be made whole in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, Thank you, Lord for uh, people as they're getting stirred up during this fast, that their faith goes to new levels, yes. that their wisdom goes to new levels. Thank you, Lord, that you give them a boldness like never before to be a witness for you in these last days that this year they win more souls than ever before. Just not only by soul winning out of their mouth and asking them, but just but that their lives emulate what somebody that is from another world, from the kingdom is supposed to look like. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that you've set us high above Thank everything you, else. High above, Thank with you, your Jesus. name, we sit high above high destruction, above. high you, above struggle, yes. high above depression, high above anxiety and yes, fear, Jesus. high above sickness and disease and viruses that are caused by evil men and women of this yes. world. We sit high above it in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. and our feet uh, tread on the enemy each and every day. He yes, has Lord. no access, no access to our life. We have drawn the line Lord in the sand and around the property of our home, our family, our children, our job. In the mighty name of Jesus, Jesus. I pray, so be it. Amen. Amen. If you believe and receive that prayer, throw some hands up, throw some fire up in the, in the comment section and begin to give God praise that it's done in Jesus' mighty name. It is done in Jesus' mighty name. Listen, I don't know what's been going on, but the Lord has been speaking. I know he's got great things for us, and that can only make sense to me that the, what he's doing is positioning us for that increase. But two nights ago, through all day yesterday, I still feel it. The Lord has been speaking to people, and I'm not just feeling it, it's happening. Yeah. The Lord is speaking to people to sow right now. We're in this season of sowing. Right now we're sowing our time, we're sowing our lives into the kingdom, and the Lord's talk, talking, and, and it's actually very interesting because when you look at the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6, three things Jesus dealt with. 
when you fast, when you pray, when you give. These three, three things work together. When you fast, when you pray, when you give. And the Lord has been on people, especially for these last three days, there's been a serious leading to sow. We've been sowing and uh, we're going to continue to do that. Others have felt this extreme move to sow largely. And I want to encourage you to get in on this. Don't be on the outside looking in. Don't miss out on the harvest that God has for your life. And uh, many of you have already sown today. And we, and we say thank you for those of you that are standing with us. But there's others. God's talking to you right now about sowing a large and significant seed. And I don't know what that is to you because I'm not the Holy Spirit. But the Lord is speaking to you right now. And I want to encourage you to obey his voice he has a, ma a massive blessing, something that's going to turn your whole year around and make you uh, distinguish you, give you distinction and make you look different than the world. You'll not look like the world in Jesus name. Amen. And that takes a seed. Harvest only answers to seed. Doesn't answer to prayer. Doesn't answer to fasting. Answers to seed. And so you can see on the screen, there are multiple ways to sow a seed. You can always go to miracleword.com and you can sow a seed there. You can partner with us there. And we want to encourage you to do that. People are answering the call of God. And really our prayers are being answered on a daily basis. God's adding partners from the victory tribe to this ministry. As we're believing to touch the world with the gospel every day, people are being added. Pray and, and ask the Lord. And some of you feel the Lord telling you to attach with us and partner. Step out and do it. Step out and do it. Yeah. Because I literally just read a letter driving over here today. Um, it came at Christmas time, but I just had gotten the mail a few days ago. And I just saw the letter driving over here to church and she wrote me a side note and she said, you know, ever since, it's in the card, read it. Ever since I started partnering and it, she said, attaching my seed to you guys. She's like, I have prospered like never before. Wow. That was um, the Marine girl yeah, yeah, yeah. that wrote that in the we letter. We love Alexandra. So, you know, it just goes to show you, she decided, listen, there's a connection. We're standing together in the yep. Victory Tribe. I'm connecting my finances to Miracle Word Ministries, and we're going to do this together. Yeah. And she's been blessed the entire year for it. And I'll tell you, people keep writing in with testimonies. It's really supernatural. Only God could do these things. And that's how he wants it to be done so that he can only get the glory. And so we want to encourage him. If you're on Facebook, Twitter, or Periscope, you can use hashtag donate. Uh, you can use cash app. Our cash tag is on the screen. Jessica said, same for myself and my husband. And I know it. Janine, we love you too. You and your husband. Yeah, it's, it's, it's happening for God's people. PayPal, wherever you are in the, around the world, Venmo is available. But I want to encourage you to do what the Lord is speaking to you to do and watch what God will do. It's going to be so big in 2021. I'm telling you, we're going to get to New Year's Eve and it's going to blow our minds to look behind us. It's going to blow our minds to look behind us. Just like it did this year. Blew my mind to turn around and say, in the midst of this pandemic and lockdown, we right. ran so hard. We never stopped running. I mean, literally. And then God gave us this uh, studio, open doors for television. Now, first two weeks of the year, we're on TV. We're going on around the world. I mean, it's just going to continue. It's just going to continue. So I'm just telling you, best days are ahead. Hallelujah. Tonight, we're going to be back again at 9 p. 
p.m. But don't forget this. Next week, we're, we're live every night, Monday through Friday, this week and next week during the fast at 9 p.m. Next Friday night is our Miracle Breakthrough Communion service and prayer service. We want you to send your prayer requests, and here's what we're going to do. The Miracle Meal. Yeah, it is the Miracle Meal. We want you to send your prayer requests. This is the best way to do it. And we're going to put the information on the screen. You can go to miracleword.com forward slash prayer. This is where we want you to go to, to put your prayer requests in so that we have track. We want to print them out. We want to lay our hands on them. Join our faith with you. Miracleword.com forward slash prayer and fill that out so that we have access and we can print them. We can pray. And then next Friday night, we're not only going to pray, we're going to take communion before we break the fast. And we're going to believe God that this is a launching pad into the best days that we've ever had in our entire lives in Jesus mighty name. We're coming to Roswell, Georgia, uh, in just a couple of weeks, really a week and a half, January the 24th through February the 5th, two straight weeks of revival. And we want to see you there. All the information is on the website and you can get the details, the address, all of that. And uh, we want to encourage you to take a road trip, travel come and join us. Travel is still so cheap. Oh, travel is extremely cheap. Travel is so cheap right now. Yeah. Get a plane ticket. Use people's fears to your advantage. <laughs> I agree. Children of God. <laughs> totally. Thus saith the Lord. <laughs> Do take it. Take their fear and squeeze it in their eyes. <laughs> Say, I'm going to revival. <laughs> Um, two things I wanted to say. Number one, <laughs> the magazine's getting ready to ship. And so we want you to get it. This is a, an amazing edition that's getting ready to launch for the winter. Uh, so the magazine is, is literally on the way to uh, get ready to be mailed out. Um, we're going to run into 2021. That's our word. This has um, not only that article. Uh, Carolyn wrote a powerful article. Tiffany wrote a powerful article on what you need to do. This is your year for productivity. And uh, many people have been backing off. Maybe God told you to start that business. Maybe God told you to step out. He has other things he wants to do to bless you. This is your year to produce. And you can maximize that by the power of God. We're raising up the next generation. Carolyn wrote on that. The power of what God's doing in our families. We want to get it to you. If you're around the world, we'll send you a digital copy immediately so that you can read it as well. And then, of course, the book is available on Amazon. Uh, and also the ebook is available on Kindle and Apple books, and it's available on our website, shop.miracleword.com for the paperback, amazon.com for the paperback. And then the two outlets you see on the screen for the ebook, if you like it for your phone, tablet, and laptop. You can also find my book lines but, on but, but, Amazon. But find the fasting and, book. Nope. Go no, to lines. But lines. find the, lines. But truly right now. Lines. No, go back to the fasting book. No, no. Go back to the fasting book real quick. It's really more important. No, lines. I feel like. Maddie, lines. No, I, I really think fasting. No, lines. Is, no, fasting book is probably no, what they should grab they first. They need to know how to kick the devil in the throat and not let him and in their house. And it's done by fasting. And it's so really you need by. to have set boundaries. No. Okay. Just sit fast and Thanks. break. I think it's fast break. It's really right. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you. You're welcome, Deb. I'm glad you're liking them. Glad you're using them. There are 100 prayer points in the back of the fasting book. There's not prayer points like that in lines. Well, I guess actually there is. There's prayers every day in lines. So there are prayer points. And I have places that you can answer questions so you can get a deeper understanding. But you know what? I have 100 prayer points. How many do you have? <laughs> 
get them both. It'll be, it'll, it'll, it'll bless you. We love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging with us today. And uh, we're back live again tonight, 9 p.m. <laughs> Have a blessed day. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.